0: Hi. This is Dr. Tom Vergus and this is CQ for Global Leaders. Well, our guest this morning is Linda Smith, who is the manager for people and culture at ISPT. Welcome Linda to this podcast series.
1: Hi Tom, how are
0: you? I'm well, I'm well, thank you. So Linda, perhaps we can start with you telling us a little bit about yourself and your role at ISPT and maybe a little bit about what does ISPT actually do?
1: Okay, well Tom, I've been working in the human resources area for, I don't know, it's probably over. 25 30 years now in a variety of different roles yep. and I started here as the manager people and culture about two and a half years ago so ISPT is an unlisted property company so we have about 11 and a half billion dollars under fund. so ISPT is owned by the industry superannuation funds and we buy property in the retail and commercial areas, so big retail and commercial property on behalf of those funds. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're working for mum and dad investors. So anybody who's got superannuation with companies like Victorian Super or Aussie Super or CBUS and they've got property as part of that, mm-hmm. uh, that's where we get involved. So... I was. I joined ISPT about two and a half years ago, as I said, okay. and part of that, they didn't have anyone in a sort of HR role. So I think any company gets to a certain stage of their development and they really do need to put someone on to really drive strategy in the people area. Great. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Linda. So when you came into the area then, it would have been quite like a greenfield site, right? Because you're you're the first one in the position.
1: It really was. There were the sort of traditional personnel functions that were being undertaken. Obviously, you've got payroll and various employee benefits. But in terms of the broader people and culture strategy, um, no, there wasn't. So that was my role to really bring a whole range of programs to support the business and really build the capability that we need to be successful going into the future.
0: Great. Good. Well, thank you for that, Linda. So I'd like to start off by firstly asking you, given the length of time and experience you've had within HR, I'd like your perspective on why you think the topic of unconscious bias seems to be very prevalent uh, right now over the last few years with organizations?
1: Yeah. Look, I think my view on that, Tom, is that there's a lot of discussion around diversity and whether that's related to um, gender issues or age or um, disability or whatever. Mm-hmm. But from my point of view, I really wanted to put a focus on inclusion because you, inclusion is where the rubber hits the road in terms of how we make sure that we get, we really tap into all of the talent we've got in the business. And yeah. I suppose one of the things that was interesting when I started at ISPT, and I um, hadn't come from a property or funds background previously, so there was a lot of occasions where I was setting up focus groups on different topic areas. Mm-hmm. When I was asking for you know nominations for people to go on those programs what i noticed and particularly from managers is that they were giving me the same names of people in the business and i was thinking right well what about other people in the business so i deliberately went around making sure that when i was running those groups that we had a lot of different people in those groups and really mixing it up so that got me thinking about just how well we utilize all the talent in the business and I think that we have a lot of biases or we we have experiences with certain people and because they're in our if you like our vision just to just look towards those people all the time so that's really where it started for me and as I said just really wanting to make sure that we're including everyone in the business and getting a whole range of views on the table. And we're a small organization, we're lean, and we're going to make sure that we're utilizing business. Great. And I suppose the other thing was just going to a number of seminars and conferences, particularly the RE diversity conference and attending sessions where people were talking about bias and you don't realize just how how quickly you make decisions based on very little information right. and, and and how that can really impact on decisions. So that's where it kind of started for me.
0: Right. So if I can just kind of summarize that. So w- what we heard you say was really w- the driver for you at, in ISPT was really utilization of talent. Yeah. You wanted to make sure you got the right people because you were using the same people. It was always the same faces. Yeah. Uh, that uh, at- was, yes, from my experience. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's utilization of talent. And the other thing we heard you say was really that it was actually attending conferences. So it was part of your own personal yeah. and professional development that actually highlighted for you how much bias comes into decision making.
1: Yeah. And I guess, Tom, the other thing, just as a more mature person, if I can say it that way, right. just aware of bias in my own experience. So people often in the, the recruiting circles that tend to want a particular age, a particular type, a particular look, mm-hmm. and you can, you know, some of my own experiences where you can almost see people, Um, shut down and you just go hold on a minute you don't really know anything about me except you've just made some assessment on what you've seen physically which is really disappointing and I think disappointing in terms of how we actually view people
0: yeah yeah so good so therefore it was also your own experience of actually being on the receiving end I suppose
1: absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay
0: yeah and those are such powerful drivers aren't they you know to uh, execute change in the organization
1: absolutely and you also see just how limiting the thinking is in yeah. some areas right. and how decisions are made so quickly yeah
0: yeah Great. So now having uh, run a series of unconscious bias, education, awareness and training uh, within the organization, kind of curious to hear from you, what has been some of the impacts? What have you noticed? What changes have you observed?
1: Yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one, Tom, because we had everyone go through a two-hour unconscious bias training, and that was really sponsored by our CEO. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed around the business is, for example, if I'm participating in recruitment assignments... It's a real place where you can talk about bias and and how that might be emerging in those situations. But also we run a leadership development program here and what I've noticed some of the conversations there about how people are turning up, how people are making decisions and, and we do talk about bias in those sessions. So it's just helping people challenge their thinking and... Just being aware of how they might be relating to others, and and one of the topics that was particularly relevant in the session was a discussion about in groups and out groups, and how we might dismiss people because of an experience long ago. And it, and what we're wanting to do is make sure people are really open to everyone, and that that people are questioning their own. Thinking and
0: Mm decision-making. Terrific. Great. So, you know, what we heard you say there, Linda, was you've obviously seen it in recruitment. Like, So you're able to actually have open conversations around bias on your recruitment panels and when you're recruiting. Uh, Also in your leadership development programs. And uh, the thing around in-groups and out-groups. Actually recognizing that those things exist. Yes. And sometimes we are part of the in-group. And sometimes we're part of the out group. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. So what about then in terms of sustaining changes? What are some of the ways that you're looking at sustaining those changes at ISPT? Yeah,
1: look, I think it's just an ongoing process of challenging people's thinking. So it doesn't matter what meeting forum you're in or if you observe something, then you can actually... Talk about that and put it on the table and um, challenge people about their thinking. So I've seen that happen. And also, when we're having trainings, and we had some recent training about our workplace behaviour policy, and so that talks to discrimination and so on, that we could talk about our biases and how that might come into play. Mm-hmm. And we have a bit of a focused here at ISPT about everyone being the best that they can be. Right. And yep. so that really talks to diversity, inclusion, and and making sure that everyone's getting a fair go mm-hmm. and that we're as I said before, that we're really tapping into our talent yep. and making and creating that kind of environment where where everyone can really play an effective role in the organisation and be free to be themselves
0: with that sort of or favour. Terrific. Good, yeah. So I think that's really encouraging, isn't it? The fact that we all have to take responsibility for it. And I really like the fact, because you have it as a mantra in the organisation, being the best that they can be. So that kind of actually does encourage the fact that we need to be inclusive, don't we? That, you know, as leaders, we need to be conscious of how inclusive are we being, and i suppose it also enables people within the team if they are feeling excluded to actually also speak up
1: yeah yeah mm. absolutely mm. so and that's what we're trying to encourage people to do is have honest conversations for people to speak their truth and as you say have that inclusive workplace and that's where a whole sort of job satisfaction and engagement comes in where people can come here be free to be themselves, Mm -hmm. make the maximum contribution they can to the business and really be part of our success as a business.
0: Right. Great. Thank you for that. So Linda, what about some tips? So if you think of other organizations who are perhaps embarking on the journey of unconscious buyers, what would be, say, three top tips that you would share?
1: You need to have that sponsorship from your CEO and the leadership team, mm-hmm. so they need to be talking about diversity, inclusion, and what that means to them, mm-hmm. and really model, you know, where bias is presenting itself in the business to intervene quickly and to have those conversations, mm-hmm. and. And we did quite a bit of work with the leadership team following our unconscious bias sessions. So actually going back to that top team with some of the concerns that had come out of the unconscious bias sessions. Yep. So, and, and that looked at how we do make decisions. And it can be even things like the the suppliers and partners that mm-hmm. we do business with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes we mightn't explore new partners because we're sort of locked on to ways of working with existing people or we've got, you know, some biases there that we might not even be aware of. So Mm -hmm. that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And really having the conversations. Yep. And in some cases when we ran the unconscious bias training, I mean, people really weren't, they might not have ever sat down and even... Thought about it,
0: mm, mm.
1: so it was it was an opportunity for people to learn a bit about it. Yeah, reflect yep. on how where bias might present itself for them. Yes, and um, yeah, so that's I don't know whether they're top tips, yep. but I, I think like so many things in the people and culture area you need that sponsorship from the leadership team
0: absolutely so that's that is really critical isn't it it's it's getting that sponsorship from the senior leadership team because we want them to walk the talk
1: yeah and even now tom in the in the business you you could be in a meeting somewhere and someone will look at you and go oh that sounds like bias to me so even it might be presented in almost a bit of a sort of like oh I've caught you out there, but just people respond to that in the business.
0: Yeah, so which leads on to the point that you were saying about it's about having the conversations and being able to have that in a space of having it be okay. And I really like the point about the fact that you said about intervening quickly. So when you see it happening, actually getting on with it really quickly, I think that's that's very powerful.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to be fair... I don't think people go around deliberately being biased or all the rest of it. It's just that things happen so quickly, the pace of business, et cetera, and people are making quick judgment calls, quick decisions, and sometimes what we need is just to be able to step back and reflect on how's my thinking, checking people's thinking, yeah. and that's what we're trying to do here.
0: That's great. That's great. No, that's terrific. Thank you very much for that, Linda. Any other final points before we finish up?
1: Yeah, look, I I think that um, we'll follow up with some more sessions Mm -hmm. so that we're doing a lot of work around diversity inclusion. So the main thing that I want to support in the business is that we continue to have conversations, that we continue to get people to be reading and thinking about things, because um, I think that's going to go well in terms of the quality of decisions, how we use and connect with people in the business. So it, it's really an ongoing process
0: for us. Yep. Yep. Well, I suppose it's that thing that we started off at the start, isn't it, when you said part of it was in your own personal and professional development when you came across your own learning and I suppose that's really a useful thing for all of us as professionals isn't it the world is changing really quickly how do we just keep across things and it's part of our constant development and learning isn't it yeah it is yeah no that's terrific Linda, thank you very much. It's a pleasure, Tom. Insights. It was really, uh, really useful. And I'm sure that people will get a lot out of listening to this. And if they want to get more information, if they're interested in talking to you further, then perhaps they can, do you mind if they reach out to you at ISPT? Absolutely fine. That's terrific. Great. Thanks again, Linda.
1: Thanks, Tom.
0: You've been listening to CQ. For Global Leaders with me, Dr. Tom Vergas. To find out more, please reach out either via phone, email or our site, culturalsynergies.com.